It is Chris Lokes, aka Mr. Behavior, back again with another podcast with Kep Franchez. And this is episode 96 of Lokes Takes. Uh, this episode, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked a little bit about Trump's latest tweets. We talked a little bit about black on white crime, which I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about. And we talked just generally about how leftism is infusing and in- infecting our culture and our hobbies and things like that. So we had about a 40 minute conversation. So check this one out. I hope you enjoy this episode of Lopes Takes. Hey, what is going on? It is Mr. Behavior back again with Cap Franchise on another episode of Lokes Takes. What's going on, Cap? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Lokes? I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I was just looking at our last episode. It looks like we got a hate comment. That's good. Uh, I like comments. <laughs> Look, I wanna go, I'm going to go to our SoundCloud page. It says... Um, it's from DJ138. Uh, it says, wow, this sucks. You should get rid of your co-host. He's a cunt. <laughs> so I guess they really don't like you. Were they talking about you or me? Who... <laughs> no, you. I mean, this is my my show, so you're the All co-host. Right. Well, hey, listen. Did you um, know that? <laughs> we love our hateful comments. We love them more probably than we like um, our comments that just tell us we're doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually... I actually um, commented back and I told him that um, why like he could come on the show and, and talk to talk to us about why he thinks that you're a cunt. Well, listen, it depends on how many followers he has, because if it's like under like 50, then uh, he's got one hundred and eighty three on SoundCloud. One hundred eighty three on SoundCloud. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I actually don't know who this guy is. His name is Marco M. It looks like he says he's based in Texas, but I, you know, I have no idea. But yeah, DJ one, DJ zero one three eight, you're totally Marenzi. welcome to come on and hang out with us and talk to us about why you Is think. Last Captain name Marenzi, by any chance? It doesn't say a last name. It just says Marco M. Marco M. Sounds like somebody I may be familiar with. One in of these Texas? online trolls who um, has a hard on for me. Is it in Texas? No, but I, I was contacted by a Marco M. earlier this week. Oh, it might be that person. And he was very frustrated that he couldn't dox me. But what I'm going to do for Marco M is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start a Twitter account for the show. And I'm going to get on there. And um, Marco, next week we'll follow up and I will give you the Twitter handle. And you can you feel free to come right at me, bro. And we can have that on Twitter. And uh, Yeah. We'll, we'll make, be on we'll Twitter make, soon, uh, courtesy we'll of Cap. We'll make a match out of it. I'll throw you off the top of a hell in a cell through the announcer's table and uh, we'll let the world watch. This is a challenge. This is the first challenge, challenge we're getting on, on Luke's takes here. All right. There so the second, wait, the no. second border of business. We got a second order of business. I don't give this guy too much airtime because I don't really care. Uh, the second order of business is uh, we have a patron. So thank you to Jonathan Pothass for pledging five dollars a month to uh the lokes takes brand here so you're going to be supporting not only this podcast but also my youtube channel um to my both of my youtube channels my social commentary channel which i have kind of been avoiding right now because of all this other crap but also my gaming channel so thanks so much to jonathan podcast podcast sorry jonathan podcast uh that's actually not a bad podcast name but thanks so much and uh hope you keep listening i appreciate your support 
yeah, thank you, thank you from uh, from Kep too. Um, you're paying for half of my Shutter subscription. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So, what do we got to talk about today, man? What do you What do you got? What's on your mind? Oh my god! I mean, what aren't we going to talk about today? This is the problem. We have way too much to discuss every week because I feel like the world, you know, there there are decades where nothing happens, right? And then there's like weeks where decades happen. And we're at yeah, the point right. where we're, we're in weeks and decades are happening. Everything is moving very fast. The world is changing very quickly. Yes. Um, not for the better, in my opinion, but it's changing. And um, people are changing with it. Corporations are changing with it. Media is changing with it. Um, everyone. Everyone seems to be doing a shift. It's a predation shift. It's interesting. What do you think, Chris? Um, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, I mean, one of them, you talked about media and stuff like one of the things that really, obviously I'm really concerned about is video games. And I'm seeing a lot of this kind of stuff, um, this change infect video games. For example, the last of us two just released, uh, yesterday. And a lot of, I played the first, oh, I played the crap out of the first one. It was great. Yep. Um, but a lot of people are really upset with the direction they took the story. Um, they kind of disrespected some characters. They kind of like inserted a lot of like political themes, like, on a certain, you know, spectrum of the political side of the political spectrum themes. And people are getting tired of this kind of stuff, especially um, from when I'm hearing about what happens in the ending. Uh, People are not very happy about what, how they're infusing, the world is getting infused and uh, their hobbies are getting infused with this kind of like certain, uh, I guess, certain brand of leftism that's kind of like infusing. Well, uh, it's it's censorship and yeah, they're infiltrating all forms of art in order to get their extreme message across yeah i mean they can't cops and they canceled live pd yeah uh, we're talking about that last episode so that was upsetting for me because those are two shows that i enjoy and um that's entertainment for me and once you start messing with my entertainment i don't necessarily have things entertain me anymore and i can start plotting um (laughs) it takes away yeah i mean it makes you instead of watching about other things uh, instead of of watching cops i'm deciding i want to play cops you know so it's there, there, there's a place for entertainment, and uh, you need to entertain everybody in this country because if people feel like they're not entertained, you're going to run into a lot of problems. Well, the thing about it is, too, is that I mean, people. I mean, there's certain types of people, I guess, who are entertained by this kind of stuff. Um, like you know, sure. certain political ideas getting pushed into their to their hobbies. But the majority of people, they really want. They use it as escapism, right? And um, yep. I, like this is why I created Gaming Without Politics on Facebook. By the way, search that group on Facebook, Gaming Without Politics. If you're Great interested group. in games without politics, um, we don't discuss politics at all in any way. But one of the reasons why I started that too is because like these things, these things are escapism, and I'm really worried about the next couple of years with with games and art and things because I feel like we're gonna see like a huge push to one side. Of, of these political ideas well, like being infused into everything and it's going to just infect everything and people are just going to be really pissed off. You're making a good point and I think we already have, um, especially yeah. movies in Hollywood. Um, that, that ship's already sailed. Oh yeah, for sure. Video, for sure. Games, video games is a more recent thing. Comic yeah. books is a little bit of a more recent thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing is safe. From yeah. ex, from extreme, I mean, we're talking about left left extremism. Yeah, exactly. Left wing extremism is what we're talking about, and nothing, honestly, is safe from it. Education isn't safe. Hollywood isn't safe. Your video games aren't safe. Right. Well, Hollywood I mean, has always been it. Like you were saying, I mean, like yeah. the thing about it is, too, with games, well, that- you could kind of still go into like like Japanese games. 
yeah, yeah. they don't really delve into that stuff so much. So there's definitely a place for that. But I'm definitely worried about a lot of Western games and comic books. Obviously, have already been like kind of kind of infiltrated. Um, so we saw a lot of great movies in the '80s and in the, in the '90s and the '70s. Yeah, for lots sure. of great movies. So it wasn't always paused, but um, yeah. Definitely since probably post-2000, post-9-11, when everything started to take a turn for the worse, Hollywood really started to to go downhill. And um, especially with the advent of CGI and getting away from practical effects, Mm -hmm. from the um, creative, like the really creative aspect of filmmaking, coming up with original scripts, practical effects again. Like if you want to see really awesome practical effects, turn on Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't it just doesn't happen in movies anymore. You don't you know, that, see that movie is so great. I mean it's still it hasn't aged. I feel like I can watch it now and it still looks great. It does, hundred percent. And there's lots of movies like that because the practical effects were so fantastic. Um, today there's a lot of movies I watch where the CGI just takes me kind of out of it. I feel like I'm playing a video game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it, I never I never embrace the transition from practical effects over to CGI. Yeah, and and the problem with it all is, I feel like it was this, the the transition wasn't just from practical effects to CGI. It was from making creative movies to regurgitating sequels, yeah, and and and, and remaking movies, rehashing ideas, and, no, yep, and making yep. the same movie but maybe with black people. No, but so this, this is what they're doing with like the Disney movies now. Like I watched the new right. version of, of Aladdin. And God, it was awful, not just because like it's so weird to see Will Smith as the genie, but also because they completely changed the motivation of some of those characters. Like Jasmine's motivation now was to become the Sultan. And it was like this like hyper feminist version of Jasmine. And the the thing about that is that doesn't make sense. though. And I was talking about this with my girlfriend because we watched it together. They didn't need to make Jasmine any more of a feminist character than she already was. The whole point of the character was she didn't want to marry just because she was forced to. She wanted to marry for love and she wanted to marry for of her own volition. Sure. That was the point of the character. And so you already had this like this feminist character. And what they did was they took it to the extreme and they were like, now she wants to have power and, and be the sultan. It's like, why? And it, it ruined it ruined the story. It made the story really about her versus well, about Disney, Aladdin. Disney's it's propaganda. What you're seeing yeah. is a reason. This isn't just by accident. It's it, what oh, you have. Yeah. It's propaganda. Um, it's left wing propaganda. Yeah, that's yeah. that's as well, simple so, as it gets. Actually, so I have a question for you about that. So, so since we know that, like, so we're at this point where we feel like it's just going to get worse and worse when it comes to like left wing ideology People and propaganda is, being forced right? into, into movies. Um, what do you think about like? I think that there's going to be a reaction. Like, we're going to start seeing like video game studios popping up that are like like. <laughs> having like really extreme like right wing ideas infused into them and things like that. What do you think? You think that's gonna happen in art or, or you think it's gonna be suppressed? I'd like to see it happen. It'll take time, probably will take ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at least. Um we used to have that Rockstar Games was pretty was pretty based up until a couple yeah. years ago. Well they're um, still they, based because they're still well they're just releasing the same game. They've been releasing the same game since like well, two thousand thirteen. They're based, but like I went on to play uh, Grand Theft Auto the other day, and they shut the servers down for like oh, yeah. two or three hours uh, to support Black Lives. Yeah, they did that with uh, with Red Dead so, Redemption too. And I actually have a question about that. I don't understand how that was supposed to support anybody because again, you have the escapism part, right? It's like people want to get away from this bullshit. That's why they turn on your game. 
So now you're going to tell people that they can't Precisely. play the game that they paid for to get away from well, this that's my biggest problem. Is I, that makes I, no sense. I bought this game, right? I paid for this game. Right. I, uh, and I'm basically being told by the people who created it that I can't use it. Right. You're it's right. kind of like, yeah, it's the same kind of way people criticize John Deere and the John Deere tractors, how you can't um, really work on them because they're connected yeah. to a computer system where – if you if you're gonna get it fixed, you gotta bring it to a John. You gotta bring it right to John Deere. Yeah, you can't yeah. bring it to you know, your um your average Joe Schmo down the street. Yeah. And cars are going the same way, which is which is it's gonna be harder for your 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 regular mechanic mm-hmm. um, to stay in business because everyone's gonna be going back to the dealership to get their cars fixed um, because they they've now monopolized that. But for me, you know, it, it goes almost beyond the video games, and I think what we're seeing with this cancel culture right now. We really haven't seen anything like it since the 1950s with McCarthyism. Yeah, yeah. And it's troubling, and a lot of good people are losing their jobs. A lot of good people are losing their livelihoods. And a lot of be- uh, good people are being persecuted um, for their opinions or for maybe lack of opinions. Yeah, and I mean it's – happening, It's happening right now, and it's going to happen um, for the foreseeable future until we get some serious pushback against it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're even seeing people that are like classically, I guess, not even classically liberal, but like kind of leftist sort of like push back against it. Like, did you hear about the uh, the story of the lady college professor that's being put on leave because he won't say the name of a uh, of, of a Vietnamese student? There are a lot of stories like this. Have you heard no, about this? Say, no, not not this particular case, but I've heard of similar instances where people who identify as Democrats or leftists or liberals, even though they're not really liberals, they identify as these things and they are getting prosecuted the way somebody who is a Trump supporter, right. somebody who doesn't support BLM would be what? prosecuted. Because we're at, a, we're at a point right now in our history where nobody is safe, not even black people. No, black right. people will get canceled. Well, for like, having- this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a really interesting story, though. you got to hear this, man. It's like okay. this guy this, – and I don't know. There's a there's a, there's a – Case to be made that maybe this is a social experiment, but this guy at Laney College, this is Laney College in Oakland, like right by where I used to live, um, he got this Vietnamese student in his uh, class, and the student's name is Fuck Boy. It's a yeah. female named Fuck Boy, and he won't say her name because... <laughs> Because he says that it sounds like fuckboy, right? And I'm sure the entire class starts laughing. Well, well, the thing about it is, is like he was saying apparently he asked her to like anglicize the name. This is a guy who's like, the guy's name's Matthew Hubbard. This is a guy who's like anti-Trump. He's totally like super liberal kind of kind of guy, super leftist kind of guy. And he won't say the name and people. And then so the so the uh, the student, I guess, put like a bunch of emails out that where he asked her to anglicize the name. And she says that feels discriminatory and she's going to file a complaint. And the guy's been put on leave now. So he you're right. Nobody is safe. This is crazy. I mean, what would you do? Seriously, what would you do if you had a student in one of your classes named fuck boy? First of all, as somebody with <laughs> master's degree in education, I do not teach in public schools. Sure. I, I mean, I, I'm way. Well, this is a, this is a college. This is yeah. a college. Or or in colleges. Yeah. I mean, I don't teach really in general. I teach. Yeah. I, I you know I, I teach private families. I teach yeah. people who um who want my uh, specific and particular opinion on things because right. most colleges so, yeah. and most most public schools don't want conservatives or don't want anybody who pushes against the narrative working right. there. That said, this guy this, t- this totally guy sounds tone deaf. He sounds tone deaf. 
Tone deaf. Absolutely tone deaf. <laughs> he, like, if you're a leftist, you should know you're setting yourself up to get canceled with this. I mean, yeah, well, that's why people are thinking that maybe this is like a social experiment, but it is. Yeah, 100%. You know, like maybe this is some kind of a It's more than a that. Test. It's a color revolution. You know, you have two trains of thoughts right now. You have you have people beyond the cancel culture. It's everything that's encapsulated in this. You have ferals on the streets right now, shooting, burning, destroying, and People like me who are Trump supporters, who are conservatives, who vote for Republicans, we are feeling really demoralized. Um, and there are people right now who are trying to goad us and to goad Trump into reacting to this. And any kind of reaction that we would have is certainly going to be spun by the media. It's going to be spun by basically anybody who doesn't agree with us. Well, and let's, let's, a lot of social media. Let's go right. down that path in just a second because I was going to bring up Trump. But also, you got to answer the question. Would you say fuck boy? <laughs> <laughs> would you call yourself? Me? Like, I let's would just say, let's boy. say if you, rebel, if you were this guy. I would say, no. You wouldn't I would say, say it? Every five, every, every five seconds. Every chance I got, I would say her name. Yeah, 100%. you would. <laughs> I'm that kind of teacher. I would, I would, I would address her by her full name. As as often as I could. Fuck boy. Well, it's fuck, fuck boy. Fuck boy. Uh, uh, DM Nguyen. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, yeah, so the fuck boy would like is like her first a... first couple names. Locks. I would have. I'm sorry to talk over you. I would have a field day with that name as a teacher if I was teaching in a college. And I'd probably get fired for it. But I would have a field day. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, like, I think it's, I, I, you know, I, it's kind of a tough spot. I probably would just call her fuck, right? Because it's like, p, it's p, it's p h u c. I would probably just say fuck and then not say boy. <laughs> what do you think? Fuck. fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, it's like your name sounds like fuck boy in English. It sounds like a uh, uh, insult. College uh, is supposed to be fun. In college, you're supposed to ban. You're supposed to make fun of people. Supposed to be made fun yeah, of, right? You know, at least back when I was in college. So yeah, I would say "fuck boy" every every chance I got until she told me to stop saying it, and then I would say, "Go ahead and anglicize your name." Then yeah, she should say like call her. I would. I don't know. Penelope you gotta wait till she something. makes an issue. You wait gotta wait till, till she makes an issue. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Stop calling me "fuck boy." Then okay, we'll anglicize your name. Yeah. But until you call her fuckboy every chance you have, you call her fuckboy. That's what you say. Oh man, it's that uh, simple. But it's not. So all right, all right. Let's move on away from fuckboy. You see any of those? So you saw some of those uh, tweets that Trump put out uh, over the past. Like <laughs> now we're going to talk about them over God. the past couple of days. Like the um, like the the <laughs> the MAGA. Um, commercial where it was like this is how fake news spreads basically the concept for those of you who haven't seen it is like there's a woman who gets driven like by her uber driver home and he's a black uber driver and she goes inside she turns on msnbc or whatever and what it's very brilliantly done and uh she walks outside and she sees uh her neighbor who has a maga hat on running after the car like um, and, and saying, go, go. And it, it, she makes, she films the end of it. It makes it look like her racist white neighbor chased off her black Uber driver and puts the video up. It goes viral. People are fucking screaming and getting upset about it. 
when in reality, and then at the end of it, it shows tried what actually happened. Yep. Yeah, tried to fire the guy, tried to cancel him. And then at the end of it, it shows what actually happened, which is the guy wakes up, puts on his MAGA hat, goes outside, and the Uber driver had gotten stuck in the snow. And so he tries to help him get pushed. And he's like, yo, you're going to have to just keep going. You're going to have to push. And he pushes it. And then what you see is him push and go, 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 keep going to get him out of the snow. So it's basically a play on how we're seeing. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day, how it's crazy how people create these narratives based on like a 30 second clip that starts in the middle of something. And they have this fucking crazy idea. And now all of a sudden somebody's racist and somebody needs to get canceled. And I thought it was really brilliant that he put that out because it really kind of shows it's exactly what's actually happening in the world right now. Um, and I think that that'll totally give him some, a little bit more clout, at least in the eyes of like, maybe somebody will see that and be like, hold and, and start thinking, start thinking again or something. What do you think? I agree with you. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was effective. I wish he would be, he would do more of it. And I wish he yeah. had gotten ahead of it a little earlier. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's nice that he's, you know, tweeting these things. Whoever's making these videos, they're very smart. Um, yeah, like got a good social media person. They're effective. Um, Chris, you should probably uh, throw it up on your Twitter just so everybody can see it and they know what you're talking about. Oh, um, I did. I did. I did retweet yeah, it for sure. Um, that way we can all we all know what's going on. But yeah, and he did something else, another video that was similar. You know, the, pro- the Trump's Twitter has never been the problem. He's always been really effective at getting his message out. The issue with Trump has been his perceived lack of action. You know, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Again, you have cities. But the key word is perceived. Yeah, well, yes. It, perceived and real. I mean, there's a reason I think he's not acting. Um, you mean like right now? Yeah, 100%. You oh, know, yeah. Listen, I know this is, this is very cliche and um, a lot of people will think I'm an idiot. But when there's a quote. And it goes like this. When they are strong, you avoid them. If of high morale, depress them. Seem humble to fill them with conceit. If at ease, exhaust them. If united, separate them. Attack their weakness and emerge to their surprise. So that's Sun Tzu from The Art of War. And I think what we're seeing right now is um, the Democrats of the left are making a huge huge mistake um by doing what they're doing and by perpetuating not just perpetuating the cancer culture but by the rioting and the protests mm-hmm. over crackhead i'll be honest i mean you know that i think george, <laughs> i think george floyd was a scumbag piece of shit human being and um honestly i don't think the world is a worse off place that he's dead not to say that cops should be judge jury and executioner right right but when you have a life of crime, when you lead a life of crime, when you point a gun at a pregnant black woman's stomach during a armed robbery, right? How about this new guy in Atlanta? When you beat children, yeah. when you beat right. children and you go to jail for it, right. when you grab a cop's gun or taser and you point it at them and you fire it, chances are no matter what color your skin is, it could be purple, you're going to end up dead. And that's what happened to George. That's what happened to the guy in Atlanta. I don't even really want to say his name. Well, I don't the, want Brooks. to say his names at all. Go ahead. Yeah, well, well. so the thing about that is, too, yeah, this, that's the thing I don't understand about what happened with Rayshard Books now, too, because we should probably chat about that a little bit because it's like, look, he did, he was drunk, he fought the cops, he grabbed the taser, he pointed at him, and he got shot. 
Yeah. How is it that these same people who think that a taser is a deadly weapon in the hands of a police officer are now saying that it's not a deadly weapon in the hands of a civilian who took it from a cop? You have a corrupt DA in Atlanta who is African-American, who is up against another black man. And so he's trying to save the skin on his ass. And so what he's done is he's overcharged the police officer with felony murder. Now that's going to be terrible. That's not going to work. It's going to backfire huge on him. Well, and what's going to happen is he's going to get the charges dropped and then people are going to burn down Atlanta. Yep, 100%. And who's gonna, who is going to suffer when Atlanta gets burned down? Yeah. Black people. Of course, yeah, because it's, it's a huge black population down there. Capital. It's the black capital of the country. Is it yeah. Atlanta, Georgia? It is. It is the. It is basically everybody cries about Black Tulsa and about you know the bombing and all the horrible things. Uh, black Wall Street in Tulsa, I should say, clarify. Atlanta right now is Black Wall Street. Right. Exactly. No, it is. It I'm is Black Wall it Street. Is. And yeah, these people are going to burn down their own city once that this cop. Gets off the charges, and you and, think? Do you think the DA is like in on that? Do you think the DA has any way to like? It's going to try to benefit from that or something like that? Because I don't see a reason why he would personally. Do that. He's, he, that. he's on the hot seat, dude. I mean, look at look up the the DA. I mean, he's got investigations into himself. He's in trouble. He's up for re-election. He thinks by by uh, going hard for these cops, char- overcharging them, going for the felony murder charge, that he's going to get the support of the black community in Atlanta. And it might yeah, work, but 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 even if he does though, and he fails to deliver on these charges, which he will, and also like ultimately like charging a cop for felony murder when he was protecting himself, like I think this is crazy shit. Like, how do you expect cops to deal with people who are trying, like who are violent criminals? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I was having a conversation with somebody about this uh, before, and, and she was saying something like, "Oh, well, cops should." should not be killing even even guilty people and i'm like well so so what do you want them to do just let them go or just have them beat their asses or have them grab their guns and tase them or like what is your what is your solution here you know and they're oh well i'm not saying that they should um leave violent criminals alone what are you saying then what are you saying i don't understand why a cop would want to be a cop if they can't even protect themselves like that's a really dangerous job progressives and leftists are in the business of defending criminals. That's what you have to understand. Right. Yeah. They are in no, the seriously. Business. Yeah. No, they, the Democrat party and leftists are the party of criminals. If you are a criminal, you are not a Republican voter. You are voting for the people who are going easy on you, who are defunding the police, who are going easy on the crime, who aren't, who are, who are basically decriminalizing certain issues and certain crimes. Yeah. If you're a criminal, you're voting Democrat 100% of the way. And progressives, since, they're really, since their inception in the, in the 60s, have 100% always been about decriminalizing things, depolicing, de, uh, uh, reducing the prison population. And they honestly believe that most people are in prison because of the system. What they fail to understand is as Denzel Washington has said very eloquently, by the time the system it's, gets involved, yep, yep. it's already it's too, too late. late. They're it's not arresting seven-year-olds. They're not arresting seven-year-olds. They're arresting hard criminals. Right. People who grew up with no fathers. People who grew up with a culture that glorifies drugs, violence, 
and violence against women and, and the objectification of women that gets a pass by the left. No, I agree. And, I agree. And by the time the cops are involved, by the time the system's involved, by the time their ass is getting arrested and thrown in jail, it's too fucking late. No, absolutely. No, okay, so I just looked up this, this, uh, this DA guy. So apparently um, he is facing a criminal investigation against himself. Um, let's see. And it's like, so basically, I think you're right. Like, it looks like he is, he is uh, being criminally investigated. Right. And that is probably why he's doing this right now. Is so what? that he could try to, like, avoid getting thrown out of office. Man, this guy's corrupt as fuck, dude. Are you serious? Like most... Like, like many black politicians, I won't say most, but like many black politicians, especially those who oversee communities of color, they are corrupt race hustlers. Well, that's what, the, I mean, Those that's what Malcolm X was talking about when he said that a lot of these black leaders are not actually black leaders. They're puppets that are put in front of the black community by white puppets liberals. Puppets of white leftists. Yeah, right. Not liberal, white leftists. Well, at the time so, he said, he Malcolm X said white liberals because that that's what was going on. He meant leftists. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, but so like, we, yeah. Talk, we, yeah, we, and we have a lot speaking of this issue, you know, we saw a lot of videos this week. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I man. mean, I sent them to you you sent some to me. Yeah. They're all going viral. They're, they're being censored on like the places like Reddit and, and all these other mainstream left-wing sites. Yeah. But, go ahead, Chris. Well, it's a lot of like those videos, videos you're talking about where it's like, it's like a lot of black, black folks like. Uh, attacking white people for no reason and nobody seems to be talking about that for some reason i don't really understand why because here's the thing if we want to talk about violence and we want to say like violence is bad we got to be looking at all of it right and i think that what's happening right now personally when i see some of these videos like these videos of like the um the white guy like getting punched in the face for just walking past you know a bunch of black teenagers and and you were like i bet you he thought it was or maybe it was the uh the uh caption but it was like i bet you he thought it was would have been racist to walk across the street and then he ends up getting jumped you see that one of course yeah so like things like that i think i think that what's happening right now honestly i really do think that black people feel like or at least like a certain class of black people i don't want to say oh, i'm going to be uh, jesse lee peterson not all not all not all but most no but uh this class of black folks feel like they can just kind of get away with this stuff and the problem is they kind of can because people are just ignoring it you know like that white that 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 black guy who like knocked over the the grandma the ducked the white grandma in the face I mean, for no I reason I mean, I'll, I'll make it easy for you. So in New York City, you had the 92-year-old woman who was pushed over, punched in yeah. the face by a black man who had 102 previous arrests. Right. Uh, you had an elderly white man. That's crazy. You had an elderly white man who was brutally set upon by a black man in a supermarket and was attacked from behind and uh, almost killed. And while he was on the ground, the black man continued to beat him. Yep. In fine Texas – you had the guy walking out of the store who was approached by uh, at least three or four blacks and was sucker punched from behind, then punched while he was on the ground, kicked in the back of the head. Yeah. Then another black walked out of the store and kicked him in the face just for good measure. You had in Ocean City, Maryland, a white kid pretty much get lynched in public. I mean, you had he was surrounded by a whole bunch of black kids and they all set upon him and started beating him up, attacking him. And they left him unconscious on the yeah. bench. Yeah. And Macy's in Flint, you just had a, uh, a a white guy who 
uh, a court apparently said the N word, right? And was probably punched in the face by a humongous black man and then was beaten while he was on the floor, continually punched and attacked. And now Macy's is coming out and saying that man did not say the N word. Um, this man, the black guy who beat him up, just did it unprovoked. Yeah. You have white man, old man who in Las Vegas was on the bus, was pushed off of the bus by the black woman, yeah. cracked his head on the side of the yeah. sidewalk and promptly died. Yeah. And no I, one's talking no one's talking about this stuff in the news. I mean I have I mean more I think that that's crazy. I got more for you, but I mean we I, don't I'm sure to... you got more, but we get the but, point. The point is that, that, that yeah. there's a lot of black on white crime happening that nobody's talking about. Why so do you think much. that is? So much. And you know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go even deeper in here. Just this month, the Bureau of Justice Statistics released this twenty eighteen survey of criminal victimization. Yeah. According to the study, there were five hundred and ninety three thousand and five hundred and ninety eight incidents of interracial violent victim victimizations, excluding mm -hmm. homicide. This is not including homicide. Okay. Between blacks and whites, just last year, right? Mm -hmm. Or in twenty eighteen. Now Blacks committed 537 and 204 of them. So out of 593,598 hundred. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge percentage. 1,204, right, of those interracial felonies. 90% is what it translates to. And whites yeah, committed just 56,000, wow. a little over 56,000 of them, which comes out to less than 10%. That ratio yeah. is becoming more skewed. Despite the democratic claim of Trump-inspired white violence, yeah, that's so. That's that's the thing too. Is like I don't, I don't really understand like how people could just be ignoring those numbers and still kind of like think that there's like a, a, a skew the other way. I mean, I think that maybe there 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 might be a a case to be made that black people are pre proactively reacting. You know what I mean? And they're like. They see these white people and they're like, fuck you, I'm going to do something to you. I mean, not saying that that's right at all. Obviously, it's terrible. But it's like they are getting primed by the media to start attacking white people first because they think that a white person's going to attack them. We, uh, I, I will send you the link to the study, Chris, that I was just discussing. That way, anybody who wants to debate me can see the facts and the statistics yeah, yeah. themselves. So you can tweet that up later when you tweet the episode. Um, but listen... Uh, what we're seeing is left-wing extremist left-wing propaganda. No, and that's what I'm saying. And it's affecting it's infecting the actions, right? It's giving them a preemptive reason to attack white people, even when there is no reason. That's the point of propaganda, right? That's, exactly. That's the point. Right, and this this is this is being sown in order to create more discord between us. So that if black people believe that they're in constant attack, then they're going to be on the constant defense, and they're going to be attacking white people more. And that's where you get statistics like that. One hundred percent. So that's fucked up, man. We gotta stop. Everybody, unplug from fucking mainstream media. Just have conversations with people. Stop trying to turn every conversation about race into a racist conversation, because that's not the fucking point of this show. I hope that people actually hear that part because I know that there's going to be motherfuckers on here that are sitting here trying to call me and Uncle Tom for listening to you talk about these fucking real things. You know what I mean? I mean, I just gave you a fucking a very good theory as to why I think this is happening that has nothing to do with any negative cause from black folks. It's really just, to me, I think that it's they're being primed, they're being socially 
brainwashed into thinking that white people are a detriment to them and so that they are preemptively attacking white people when you know what the reality is all we can all we got to do is sit around and fucking have conversations like we're doing right now they are being used as a tool of white leftists to further their agenda right exactly which is to destroy to destroy western civilization as we know it i mean it's to replace it with something that is um in their mold and yeah when you when you when you when you look at that when you ask yourself what is the what is the goal what is the end game of the leftists you really don't need to look any farther than the cities that they run right don't look at you look at newark you could look at chicago you could look at new york right now you could look at these cities that are run by democrats right where there's high crime where blacks aren't succeeding well, I do think, I mean, I honestly do think that it is a a goal to, like, erase Western civilization because that's why you have these people encouraging oh, yeah. folks, like, destroying these monuments and things like that. Like, people are ripping down monuments left and right. Like, dude, you guys realize that, like, if you have reminders of the past, you're probably not going to repeat the past. That's part of the reason why those things exist. That's a that's a conversation for another time. We'll get yeah. into that whole the statues and. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that next episode for right. sure. But yeah, that's like that's yeah, another thirty-minute conversation. Yeah, totally. But 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 see, but but the brief part is like this is why I do think that the end goal is to destroy um, the civilization that we have right now and replace it with yeah, I don't even know what bedlam. Just I mean, just I'll, I'm gonna just tell you this. I'll end with this. Consider how things were marginally better under Obama. Right? There mm-hmm. were no protests at the scale we're seeing now. There weren't yeah. as many statues being toppled over, or blatant heritage destruction, or American mm-hmm. history revisionism. This has been accelerated under Trump. And he honestly looks pretty helpless to stop it right now. Yeah. It's the same kind of with the border deportation. More illegal aliens were deported under Obama than they were under Trump. And it's because there are activist judges out there stopping deportations and border barrier construction because they think Trump is implementing racist policies, which he isn't. But the acceleration that we've seen under President Trump is because the entirety of the left has united in order to lash out in defense against the purported racism and the purported white supremacy that he's uh, he's he's unleashing on the country. So if you want to buy more time, you could probably vote for Biden because yeah. once the left knows that they're in power, they slow down. Yeah, totally. They slow down the social engineering. Yeah. White supremacy and racism don't become as much of a threat as they are now. Right. Because, solely because whoever's in the White House isn't considered any of those things right right people on the left right that is to say people in the media Mm -hmm. will be placated and they can go back to their normal routines don't get me wrong right there's still going to be a huge push to get white people out of power and to come out by people and that's what we're seeing right now yeah um but it will be much slower and it will come at a much less obvious pace Mm -hmm. so you have you have a couple of things you know you you can vote Biden, you can vote Trump, but right now I feel like a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, feel like um, there are no more political solutions to their problems. Oh, yeah, totally. There's and a lot of people that seeing, are politically homeless, yeah. That's totally. why we're seeing people on the streets, and my worry is that right now we're only seeing the left in the streets. We're seeing leftism, we're seeing Marxists, we're seeing commies, we're seeing Antifa, we're seeing all these people on the streets. What happens when 
the other side decides that they want to have they want to do the same thing when they want to get into the streets what what what's going to happen then that's the question and yeah. i really hope that it doesn't come to that and if it does it's not going to benefit either side it's really you're, not you're going to see a lot of blood you're going to see a lot of death and you're going to see a lot of things that nobody can control yeah and hopefully we don't get to that point Right now, you have only one side in the street. Hopefully, the other side continues to stay home. But <laughs> can't well, sure. you know, honestly, I think that that's part of the problem, though, is that like a lot of people are like the silent, quote unquote, majority or something like that. Yep. I think, man, people need to start coming out and saying, look, I don't fucking agree with this shit. And 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 it needs to stop, you know, like those dudes in Philly who protected that Christopher Columbus statue until it got ripped down. But. You know what I mean? Like, I think that those things need to start happening because that's how people win, right? They, that's how these people win. They, they get you to be quiet. They get you to, 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 to be scared and not leave your house and, and, you know, be upset, be scared that you're going to lose your job and, and all that kind of stuff. That's what they do, man. Yep. And, and it, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm talking to you right now as a white man in this country. I'm very lucky that very few people know where I work and, yeah, for sure. you know, what I do. And because if they did, you know, there would be people coming for me. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. I mean, there already are. But yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that there would, there would be people coming for me trying to silence my voice, trying to silence your voice, too. But more so me because of the color yeah. of my skin. Well, no, and I get people trying to fucking silence me. Too. That's why I don't tell people where I work and things like that. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know. One more thing before we go. We got to wrap this up. I want to yeah. do one gun recommendation because I feel like a lot of people are in the mood to defend themselves these days. Get I'm gonna get a gun. I'm going to say get a gun, get the HK VP9. The grip is extremely comfortable. The slide is really easy to rack. The recoil is mild. The ambi controls are nice. And it really just looks like a high-quality piece manufactured by the Germans, no less. And one more thing. <laughs> I just want to say goodbye to everybody. And may your glass be ever full. May the roof over your head be always strong. And may you be in heaven half an hour. Before the devil knows you're dead. Do you uh, do you got anything to, to plug after that? And also, we didn't get sponsored by that fucking gun company, by the way. We should ask them for a sponsor. But you got anything to plug other than that? Might need a few more viewers, but no, I have nothing else to plug. That was it. Just okay, my well, proverb. Well, fantastic. He left you with a proverb. I'm gonna leave you with the fact that you can follow me on Twitter at Real Mr. Behavior. You can follow me on Twitch if you're into video games at twitch.tv slash Mr. Behavior. You can check me out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mr. Behavior and youtube.com slash L-O-C-S-T-A-K-E-S. That's the name of this show, Lokes Takes, because I am Chris Lokes, also known as Mr. Behavior. And if you want to be awesome and contribute to the show, you can contribute to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Behavior. Links in the description. And that's been Lokes Takes. See you guys later. Lokes Takes was recorded and edited by Mr. Behavior. Copyright Mr. Behavior 2020.